Hey, guess where you are? You're with Above Board with Canderpath. We are so excited for you to be here. You've got me, the Rich B, and my dearly beloved friends, Matt and John. What's up, guys? What's, What's up, up, the man? Rich B? It's so nice to see you guys and hear you guys. So we we are videoing these podcasts when we do it. We're a little new at that. So like if we accidentally like forget and pick our nose or sneeze or like eat pizza, then just please forgive us. We're it's amateurs. real talk. It's real talk. It, it's okay. That, that's right. We're above board. That's true. Like right now, John is like all wavy and like his whole video is kind of like all trippy and stuff. So <laughs> I don't, you might you might be seeing that. So if it's getting you a headache, we apologize in advance. But at least Matt and I are very crystal clear. Crystal well, clear. you're you're coming through beautiful and that's perfect because today's show is actually about you, the Rich B. What? Me? No, stop. Yeah. So do you, I, I'd like to talk about the evolution of how we got to this topic. Um, do you do you want to intro the, the context of the show or do you want me to do it? I mean, you, let's see you do it. <laughs> I don't uh, Now I'm nervous, Matt. Why don't you go? No, I'm just kidding. I can do no. it. Poor Matt. You want to do it? No, go, Matt. Go. No, no. I, I mean, I can. So I can. We, I can. We had this I... whole conversation about um, one of the other episodes we're doing, which is my journey with uh, 75 Hard and like my, you know, my fitness evolution. And through talking with Rich, uh, he told us this like funny random side story where he was getting because, um, you know, Rich, Rich, you know, speaks and he needs to look he needs to look just dressed to the nines all the time because he's this handsome dude and his clothes need to fit him perfect. So he has a tailor and the tailor came and measured him. And well, I forget exactly what was said, but the comment was, um, man, you know, you're you're really in great shape. You actually have you fall in. They have these different like body style types and he falls in, get, get this everybody, um, the category of a bodybuilder type <laughs> body frame, which I think is true. I mean, if you know him and you see him and like, it's true, but um, I think that's amazing. So we, this show is going to be about being an older guy and having a bodybuilder type body. Well, because that doesn't happen by accident, baby. Right. I mean, you. Right. And, and the very, very funny thing about this is, so it's exactly as John said, I've never done this before. I've never had like a shirt made or pants made or any of that kind of stuff. And so he was measuring me. And when he did, exactly like John said, it, he said, oh, you know, this is your category. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, you're, we would categorize you because of this and this and this and this. You're what we consider a bodybuilder body. And I'm like, can you say that one more time? And he like looks at me and I'm like, you do realize. Did you record it? You should have put a mic up I to it. Say it. that one more time. But I did say, you do realize that I'm going to insert this in every conversation I can for at least the next 72 hours. And I found a way to incorporate it. I think I texted John and Matt right away. And it was a joke and it's funny. And I'm certainly not a bodybuilder. But that that was, I took that as like a really cool compliment. It was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah I, I mean. We've heard numerous people say that they strive to have your build at some point down the road. But that kind of brings up the point is like, when did that start? Have you always been into fitness? Have you always been into exercise? What's been your, like, where did this come from, Rich? Where did this sense of discipline and wanting to um, be better come from? I'd like to add, I'd like to just add to that too, because I also think not just do you physically look good, but I know that, um, there's a lot of other components to that, whether it's it's mental health, having longevity, which we've talked about before. So like tie all of that stuff in together, not just that you physically look great, but what have what have what have you done over the course of your life to get to the point that you're at? No, I think that's I think that's a, a, 
a great bunch of questions. And by the way, because you know we are above board and we're real, um, so I, I have a Doberman and he's 100 pounds and he barks. And so you might hear Dobermans barking in the background. I apologize up front for that. I would say, and I've thought about this, it came from being a little kid and being bullied, you know, because I, I, and I, I use the word bullied as it should be used because I know that everybody that gets picked on or has a tough day, you know, nowadays it's being bullied. But I mean, no, I'm talking about like having two kids hold your arms behind your back while another two kids punch you in the face. And so, you know, that was part of it, kind of just feeling, you know, I was the littlest kid in the neighborhood. And, and I think there was that. There was at the same time when I was a little kid, like the Rocky movies came out and I'm Italian. And so it was kind of like, I wanted to be Rocky. There was that. And that was what started all kidding aside. I started around 12 years old. I got my first weight set and started lifting weights and it in middle school, I from sixth to seventh grade, like I was that seventh grader that had to shave. <laughs> so I just, I had this lucky kind of like burst of whatever testosterone, I guess you could say. And I started working out and then I started getting like that positive loop of feedback. And that's what started as a young person. That's what kind of started my fitness journey. I've never been the best looking kid in class. I've never been you know, that, that, but I found that the things that I couldn't control, I couldn't control, but the things I could control was my level of fitness and maybe muscularity and maybe feeling a little stronger, maybe looking a little bit more fit. It didn't hurt, you know, when I started dating and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think if I summarize that lesson, it was a lesson in discipline. It was a lesson in strength. It was a lesson in kind of finding the best in a situation and realizing that even if you're not handed some great circumstances, there are things you can't change and there are things that you can't change. You can't really change really how tall you are for the most part. Um, you, you can't change a lot of that, but you can, you can change your fitness. Rich, did that, that translate over to sports or was it always you just saying, I want to look and feel healthy or was it, Hey, I really want to be a good basketball player. And I know that I'm a little guy, not, you're not a little guy, but uh, if you are and saying, okay, I'm going to beef up for that. Or was it just, Hey, I'd like my arms to look good. I'd like my heart to be healthy. What was, what was the, the core behind that? That's an awesome question. And I guess I am, you know, as compared to basketball players or even you guys, I'm five, nine and a quarter. So I'm very quote unquote average height. Um, you know, when I stand next to somebody who's six, two, six, three, six, four, six, five, I look ridiculous. You know, I, that's a great question. I get asked that a lot. I am probably the worst at any sport you can name. I suck at baseball. I suck at football. I was completely nearsighted, never got glasses till I was in sixth grade which then turned into contact lenses in seventh grade, I was legally blind. So something I don't even think I've ever told you guys, but when I went for my first eye exam in sixth grade, the eye doctor made a joke to my mom and said, well, we can either, he would qualify for either glasses or a seeing eye dog, but the glasses would be cheaper. (laughs) And so I remember getting, yeah, I remember getting my first pair of glasses and I never realized that grass was individual blades. I just thought grass was like a green fuzzy carpet. Oh my gosh. So I was really bad at sports because I couldn't see the ball coming at me. My nose broken like four times in PE and in elementary school and, or no, sorry, in elementary school twice and later on like two other times. But I was really terrible at sports. So in full disclosure, 
the working out and the fitness and lifting weights and all that stuff had absolutely nothing to do with 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 athletic acumen from the standpoint of being good at sports at all because I sucked at sports. I did martial arts as a kid for a little while, but I was in theater and acting and more of an artist kind of person. So I guess if I was honest, it was at, at, at early stages, it was very much about vanity, maybe overcoming some of the insecurities I had from being a little kid and having something to feel good about because I don't remember as a little kid ever being told, oh, you're so handsome or you're so gorgeous or, you know, all the other little kids in fourth and fifth grade, all the the girls were saying, oh, how cute they were. I was kind of the funny one. Like, you know, the people that are my age that remember Welcome Back Cotter, like I was not Vinnie Barbarino. I was Horshack. So he was the the like nerdy, curly haired kid with the big Thanks nose. Thanks for explaining that to us because that definitely, we do not know what you're talking about. Everybody that is below my age has to go look up Welcome Back Cotter and just Google. I'm Googling Horshack. it right now. That's what I look like as a little kid. And so I think because of that, there was a lot of insecurity and the the fitness stuff kind of helped me overcome that, to be honest. I think it's really cool that you used that. Because, I mean, a lot of the stories you just shared, I mean, you use that to motivate you because you could have gone one of two directions. You could have, you decided to lean into it and, and you know, work, work on your fitness and get stronger and get bigger. Um, not everybody can do that. And I think that's really awesome. And you also shared a story with me one time um, where I think it was like a gym class because you had just talked about gym class too, where you broke your nose. But you had shared a story with me once where you could only do... I don't oh. know what it was like a pull up or what two pull ups. Oh my and god! And your teacher, which back in the day teachers wouldn't teachers wouldn't get away with this now, but back in the day, you know, this is how things were. Your teacher really gave you a hard time. It was, and horrible. then you did something about that. Tell tell tell, us, tell everybody that that was actually you know it's funny I I forgot that 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 was probably one of the toughest days of my life. So I don't know if they still do this in public school, Matt. Maybe you know John. Maybe you know I I didn't go to private school. I went to public school. They used to have the presidential physical fitness test, I think it was called. And you had to do, I don't remember all the stuff, but part of it was pull-ups. And we would have to line up as a class and then you'd get up on the pull-up bar and then there would be a teacher that would count. And this is going to sound terrible. So this is in the seventies and this is going to sound horribly sexist and horrible, horrible all around. But I had this really horrible PE teacher um, that I just realized was just a miserable human being. I'll call him Mr. M. And I remember when it was my turn to do it back then, the boys had to do pull-ups. The girls had to do like an arm hang where you would hang for a period of time. And I went to do the pull-up and I, I, I couldn't do one. And Mr. M started laughing, which made the other kids start laughing. And he made some comment like, should we get you a dress and let you go do the arm hangs with the girls? And... I just remember just this, I can feel it right now, just this humiliation of just being made fun of for being weak. You know, um, girls are not weak. I don't think girls are weak. But back then, I mean, that was what he said. And I remember even kind of going back in line and and one of my friends who was a girl um, kind of put her arm around my shoulder and said, it's okay, it's okay. And I was humiliated. And then summer break happened and I rode my bike so I was back then sixth grade was the end of elementary school. And then you had junior high school, which was seventh, eighth and ninth. And I rode my bike 
which was about three miles or four miles from my middle school or junior high school. And I rode there. It's funny, I didn't go to the elementary school where there was a pull-up bar because I think that was the place of my humiliation. That was like, you know, that was my 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 horrible, that was like, it was like cur- the accursed ground, you know. And I rode my bike to where I was going to be going to school. And I got onto the pull-up bars and just did everything I could to do a pull-up. And then I put my bike there and I stood on my bike so I could kind of like just get these like half pull-ups. I did it every single day, the whole freaking summer until I could nail a bunch of pull-ups. And then also I did sit-ups because that was part of it too, how many sit-ups you can do in 60 seconds, if I remember correctly. And in seventh grade, I broke the school record for most pull-ups in 60 seconds and most sit-ups in 60 seconds, which the record held, as I recall in my memory, for quite some time and and it just stayed there they had my name on a board for a while but that was a breakthrough moment for me still wasn't a jock still sucked at sports but there was something about that humiliation and that that feeling um and and that has a lot to do with how i was raised and and how i was brought up which was pretty tough that i i did that and and so fitness for me became tied to no matter what's being thrown at me in my life whatever obstacles, I've still been blessed or gifted with the ability through some physicality to overcome it. I think we all agree that the way the teacher went about that was was absolutely horrible. And and that was maybe a sign of the times back then. But had there not been, I'm not going to say the word failure, um, you're, you use the word humiliation, but let's just say had there not been that small bit of failure in your life, I'm sure something else would have come along to do it. But do you attribute some of this to the negative impacts of your life and yeah. would you have taken that away that's that feeling sucked and you should never feel that way but wasn't was that one of the things that brought you to where you are today yes and you and i actually talked about this as it relates to our young kids in martial arts and becoming my my son's a black belt your son's going to be a black belt at some point my daughter's going to be a black belt at some point and we both are of the parenting mind that you know if they fail a belt test or if they fail this it's okay and, and that happened to my my 12 year old he on his journey, he he has always been so good. He failed one of the tests and it was humiliating for him and it was horrible. They didn't humiliate him, but it was tough for him personally. And that feeling motivated him. And we talked about failure and that failure is a driver. So I would agree. I would say I, I Matt, John and I, uh, you know, in the past in personal conversations and, and Matt, I think you and I also have talked about failures and would we change anything and all that kind of stuff. It was horrible to go through. I certainly wouldn't wish it on my own kids. Not that because of the way the guy did it. But I, I had so many things thrown at me as a young kid that were really, really tough. And so many challenges and some really horrible things that I would never wish on anybody and certainly not child. And there was some voice inside of me that when those things would happen would say, don't let this destroy, like use this, this, this get, get better from this. Don't, don't, don't be defeated. You, you can do this. And I don't know, I I can't point to where it came from. I, I know that there's a lot of people who have been knocked down and they stayed down. And I've had moments and times in my life where I've stayed down, but I think that that was just a symptom in a big disease in my life at the time where at, at my home life, my neighborhood, my school life, 
around that fifth, sixth grade time was, I, I would say, nightmarish in so many horrible ways. And I, I just feel like, you know, I know the expression like God doesn't give you anything you, you can't handle. And I heard um, one, an author, Anne Lamott, make this joke about, I think, when she was on Tim Ferriss and it struck me. And she said it in a different way that I'm going to say it. But she was like, sometimes you just want to say to God, like, knock it off. Can you just not, I like, just don't think I can handle this because I probably could like stop, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like the, that that time of my life was you know, steel sharpening steel. And I, I, for the most part, while certainly I've had some falls after that, certainly many times, but it, it was definitely an eye opener. And it definitely um, was something that started me on the path of when crap goes wrong, feel it, deal with it, face it, and then see how it can make you stronger. Yeah. Adversity. You, you, you got better through that adversity. And then just shifting gears a little bit, let's say, I don't know uh, the exact timeline, but 10 to 12 years later, roughly, maybe 15 years later, um, you were in your early to mid 20s and you got diagnosed with some like pretty bad uh, news as far as your cervical spine. Yeah, my so back. your neck. Yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. I was, in, I was yeah. in nursing school and I was in the, actually in the gym. So here's, here's where like, work out, but don't work out. I was in the gym and I, <laughs> I felt a pop in my back and then couldn't walk and literally yeah. rolled off a leg press and like for a solid two minutes, just laid there on the floor. At, I, th- I think it was called Jack Lane Gym at the time, I think. And I just laid oh, there. Oh, I remember the Jack yeah, Lane Juicer. I think LA Fitness took, took it over. But um, I was laying on my side in fetal position and finally could get up and walk. Long story short, ended up at a neurosurgeon. I was in nursing school. I had MRIs and all this stuff done. It was horrible. <laughs> he walks out of the room and then his he goes into his office to dictate his note. And he says, I'll be right with you. But his assistant um, took his MA or his nurse took me out and sat me in the hallway. And she sat me in front of his office door, which was cracked open. I then listened to him dictating this note that says basically something along the lines of, you know, 23-year-old male. Uh, spine basically of an 80-year-old, multiple herniations, spinal stenosis, spondylosis. My recommendation is that he does no more exercise than walking and should probably drop out of nursing school, something like that. I then burst into tears in the hallway and he comes out of his office. And by the way, this, this guy was extremely overweight, very out of shape. And he sees me, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, what, I have the spine of an 80-year-old? And he's like, oh my God, you weren't supposed to hear that. And so we go into the office and he has this whole conversation with me where he says, I recommend you drop out of nursing school. I don't think you can be a nurse. I, I, I think you should do no other exercise more strenuous than walking. We probably got to look at disability for you. Your spine is a mess. And it was devastating. I went to another surgeon who then recommended um, that I get some epidural spinal injections. Long story short, that corrected it. And then I went on a journey of learning how to build up the muscle to strengthen my decrepit spinal column. And that led to subsequent, when I've had other issues or whatever, I had a a wonderful um, orthopedic spinal surgeon say to me that he said, you know, it's interesting, your spine, if I just isolate it, is, is got a lot of issues. But your musculature that you've built is like this like support structure 
that's actually holding you together and said, you're kind of a poster boy for what can happen if you do the right things in the right way. I, you know, there's things I can't do. Like I, I can't do squats. I can't do like people. What do people say to guys in the gym? And maybe for women as well. Like, How much what do can you bench? You bench? bench yeah, press. I don't, I don't bench press. You know, I can't do certain things because of the injuries, but that, that was one, a turning point for me. And no, I didn't drop out of nursing school. And yes, I did get fit. And yes, I still lift weights and I still walk. But um, I, it was another, it was like Mr. It was like the, a nicer version of the physical education teacher saying, you suck, you can't do this. And, and me, before there was Google, looking up every source and every piece of information I could possibly find about and talking to physical therapists and talking to bodybuilders and talking to whoever I could, you know, it was that one person I met on the beach that said, oh yeah, my spine's messed up too, but this is what I do. And just trial and error and coming up with a way to strengthen myself. Well, I do want to make a point about something because you had mentioned that you, you injured it in the gym, but this was like a pretty like systemic overall issue from the from cervical all the way down to lumbar like yeah. you, oh, these issues was going to come like, up right yeah. right yeah. It, it wasn't just, as I, a result no. of no i had been working out like a 23 year old and i thought you know everything's perfect with me i didn't know i had all these problems i didn't know i had spinal yeah. stenosis and spondylosis and burn, bone spurs and herniations and just it's a hot mess so luckily um and through hard work and through some blessings and through the right exercises and diet and supplements and all these different things, that was the first physical kind of stuff that I'd overcome that I feel like fitness has helped me with quite a bit. Well, it's you, you've helped me tremendously because at the beginning of last year, I mean, I've, I've had neck issues for the, actually, that's another thing that I think we all have. We share these commonalities, which we've talked about in the show. That's yet another thing. I mean, Matt, you've had a surgery on your lumbar. I don't know exactly where it was. Yeah, L5-S1. Um, yeah, you, you've had a surgery. I have severe neck issues. In, uh, in fact, Rich looked at my CT scans at one point and said these looked identical to what mine looked like, you know, however many odd years, 20 odd years ago. Yep. And I was in a pretty bad place mentally when I, when I, when I received that news because up until that point, I assumed this whole time it was like muscle strain, uh, something that was reversible, something that was fixable. Then to find out that I have these long-term spinal issues and I didn't have quite the same experience, although I did have someone tell me I have the neck of a 65-year-old. So it was a a similar comment. And, you know, that that type of stuff really throws you for a spiral. And, And... you were there to kind of lift me up and and sort of tell me about your journey, which was really encouraging. I think that's part of partially why we wanted to do the show, and I wanted to have you know ask these types of questions because that helped me a lot. Um, and now a year later, I still have neck pain. I mean, of course, like I still deal with neck pain, but I focus a lot. I've I've had a lot of um, changes in my in my physical journey over the last year in terms of fitness and all that stuff, and it's because of you. So kudos to you. Thank you. Um, my bodybuilder friend. <laughs> and, you know, for me, I want to be clear, especially being in the healthcare field, everybody's situation is different. There are people that probably, you know, should seek medical advice before undertaking any type of physical activity or sport or working out. Everybody is different. I'm not the person saying, don't worry about the fact that you have nine herniations, go out and deadlift. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that. If anything, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying do max out. your due diligence. Yeah, max out. Do your due diligence. Like my favorite t-shirt that I wear says everything hurts. And like people my age and even some of people your guys' age, sometimes like I'll wear that in Target. Somebody goes, I got you. I feel you, you know, and it's just, 
that's how it is, but I've adjusted. I don't, I, my ego is not connected to how much I can lift or whatever. It is connected to how I feel. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of pointers and a lot of things that, that I would want to share with people that I feel like I've learned being clear. I'm not giving medical advice. I'm not suggesting you do what I do. You might have significantly different health levels, fitness levels, disease processes, injuries, or comorbidities. So get checked out by your doc first. But there's a couple of things I kind of feel like because if we're going to talk about, you know, I'm 54 and, you know, that, you know, that's me. So, you know, I get a little bit, you know, I've done some stuff. You guys look great too. And for, um, for those that are, are listening and not watching, he just flexed and it's like, I don't know, he's got like 35 inch biceps. They're huge. I, do I don't not. know. I don't understand how they're that big. I do not. But I, 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 there's a lot of stuff that I'd, I'd want to share. So I'd love to share just kind of like some of the stuff that I've learned. I was going to ask, can we do that? Because yeah. uh, again, you've, you've helped me a lot as far as like some supplements that I take and just learning things um, through your journey. So what are some of the things that you'd like to share, whether it's sleep habits, supplements, whatever? Absolutely. So I'm still a work in progress and sometimes I'm more work than I am progress. Um, I'm, I'm going to share some things that are kind of gender neutral, and then I'm going to share some things that might be more specific for men and maybe some things that might even be more specific to females, but take like a, a mentor of mine once said, relate and don't compare. So find something that relates to you and whatever. First of all, just do something, just do something. It doesn't matter. Start. So there, there's too many excuses. There's too many people, you know, my knees hurt, my back hurts. I'm too overweight. I'm too this, I'm too that. Just do something. And literally, if the something is that you walk to the mailbox instead of sending one of your kids to do it because you're, you're it's just that hard for you, then do that. If you're, I'm going to assume, let's say I'll just speak to the, the majority. The majority of people are probably maybe not as fit as they'd like to, but they are not significantly, you know, in such disability that they can't do certain things. Do whatever you can. So let me make that clear. If, if you're in a wheelchair or using a walker or a cane, there's something that you can do, even if it's light dumbbells and doing exercises or doing stretches in your chair. But let's just go to the median norm, okay? And so walk. Just start with a walk. Number one, vitamin D is great for you. It's amazing for your immunity. There's been studies that have been shown about vitamin D for everything from immunity to COVID to bones to, to mood to circadian rhythm for sleep. John, when he did his 75 hard, did a workout outside as part of his workout regime. And and is it regime or regimen? I always say, I think I use that word wrong. Workout? I, I felt good about it either way. Either way. It's tomato's Look, motto, I think. Yeah. So his workout process. Don't worry. We'll so, clean it up in post. We'll clean it up in post. So do something. Go for a walk, number one. Just do something. Number two, find out what you can do as it relates to... Um, having some sort of weight lifting or weight bearing um, anaerobic exercise. That could be push-ups, that could be wall squats, that could be burpees, that could be whatever you want. Prefer, I prefer lifting some sort of weights. Get get a trainer, get somebody you know that works out to teach you, join a gym, get some stuff at home, whatever you want to do. For, for people, especially as we get into our 30s, 40s, and 50s, you need to strengthen your bones. The more muscle mass you have on your body, the faster your metabolism is, the more you burn energy, the more you burn fat, the, the healthier that you are. I recommend weightlifting. I think it's amazing. Do what you can, what's safe for you, depending on what your injuries are, et cetera. So I've, I've already done all the disclaimers, so that's out in the open. 
I do a split routine and I vary my workouts every about six months or so. I change it because I'm bored. So I do a split body routine. Uh, These come in and out of popularity. Right now, I think the popularity is a full body. I've done it. I didn't feel like I got the results I want. So here's what I do. Here's what Rich does. Um, I just talked about myself in third person, which is so weird. I do chest and triceps. I do on one day. The next day, I do legs. The third day, I do back and biceps. All of those days or some of those days, I do abs. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do. I used to do abs every day, but then I started learning that you know abs are like any other muscle. They can be overtrained. I started having a lot of abdominal cramping. Literally, like the muscles would lock up. I'd be in the gym like trying to I've stretch out. I've experienced that too. It That's was a pain- horrifying. That's yeah. And it's so embarrassing in public because you can't undo it. I then lately have been trying to walk a minimum of two miles at least three to four times a week. And I have found that walking has dropped my body fat. All kidding aside, when we talk about this tailor, never had clothes made. I was already pretty thin at the time. When they came back to do a fitting, I lost an inch off my waist. And he was like, dude, what did you what did you do? And I said, I, I guess I lost a little bit of weight. My scale didn't change that much, which meant I put on a little bit of muscle. But in the span of, I don't know if what it was, six, six to eight weeks, I think, off the top of my head, maybe less, maybe five weeks, six weeks, I actually found that the walking, going for these longish walks, now we're in Florida, so it was also thermogenic because there was a lot of heat. <laughs> I, I lost some legit body fat. So I do split routines um, where I do, again, one day I do chest and triceps. One day I do legs. One day I do back and biceps. Now I do what I can do keeping my injuries in mind. So I don't do squats. I do leg presses. There's other health stuff that's come up that these guys know about. I was diagnosed with what's called peripheral vascular disease in my legs. I've had what's called DVTs. I travel a lot. So I'm on blood thinners. This is just something you're born with. I was overdoing it on the leg (laughs) The leg presses a little bit and I got in trouble with my vascular surgeon because I I'm dumb and I overdid it on my legs. So I, I go relatively light. Listen, on legs. when you're a bodybuilder, you know, your, right. your mind just tells you to do these things, even if you know you shouldn't sometimes. Your, so your mind okay. or, that. or my stupid male ego. But I find that the muscularity has done so much for me structurally, mood wise. And then, of course, I can get into how I eat but and supplements but that's the workout that i do the other side of that is if it's time constraints and all that kind of stuff is doing a full body workout where you at least hit the major muscle groups of like chest back quadriceps hamstrings and some sort of arm some people some really fit people that know a lot more than i do would say don't worry about even doing arms like you you get that from the other stuff secondary i I personally, from life experience, disagree, but that's that's what I do. Well, I, I think uh, it's cool that you change things up because I've been reading a lot about muscle confusion lately, and my workouts are sort of just all over the map. Some days it's like crazy into cardio, other days it is weightlifting, but I keep telling myself, and I and I and I'm I'm feeling it. I'm rec- like the last like 90 days or so with doing this whole muscle confusion thing. Instead of having these same splits that I do every single week, I am changing it up. So it's good to hear you say that you do that too, because I, to me, that does seem like a trend. Also, like I'm obviously the total body workout's a big thing right now, but muscle confusion seems to be like a big thing, or maybe it's in my. How know. about how about internal versus external? You know, my, my mentality was I I feel like externally I 
uh, my body can su- my my frame can support my body. I, I run lean by just by nature and through no other work. And I only focus on push-ups and I focus on um, uh, cardio on, on either riding Peloton or I was run- a runner prior to that. So I have very little interest in actual bodybuilding, but I I think more of the internal muscle structure versus the external. What, what, how do you, how do you handle that, Rich? Do you, do you work on anything specifically targeting your heart? Yes. So the way that I lift weight, so just to use like reference points, you know, of course I'm hyped up right now. So I'm talking and and all that. So my heart rate's in the, in the high seventies right now, but my resting heart rate is in the sixties, which is considered like for my age is pretty athletic. I, my blood pressure when I last took it was, um, it was one twelve over 64, which is very good for my age. All my, cl- mine. All, my cl- all my cholesterol. And, and by the way, my dad died at 59 from prostate cancer. My mom is alive, but bad heart. Um, my, my closest relatives are all on cholesterol medications, blood pr- pressure medications. They might be listening to this podcast. So, so, so sorry guys. I, I'm not, I love you. I'm not judging. No judge. I just was terrified of that. So, I work out in such a way when I lift mat that it is also a cardio workout. So I don't do the bodybuilding, like stand there and then like do a set and then talk to somebody. First of all, I have my AirPods on and I'm listening to like heavy metal and I don't talk to anybody in the gym, but I go from one thing to another because I kind of, for time crunch purposes, want it to be both. And I do the walking as well. For like yesterday, we walked three and a half miles in Florida when it was 95 degrees. So that's what I do. Core the fat wise, just melts off when you walk in Florida right. like that. Core wise, I learned a abdominal workout from an actor named, um, oh God, please, I apologize, sir, if I say your name wrong. I think it's Joe Grillo, Grillo, Joe Grillo, G-R-I-L-L-O. He's been in um, like uh, um, Captain America. He's, he's, he's really cool. He's my age or older. The guy is unbelievably fit and he, I I was fascinated by his core workout. So I do do in my abdominal workout, I do a lot of lower abs. I do a lot of planks. I think push-ups are a superior exercise. During COVID when the gyms were closed, I was doing a lot of push-ups and then I would do push-ups with my seven-year-old daughter who at the time weighed, let's say around 40 pounds on my back. And then I would do push-ups with my 11-year-old at the time son who was probably closer to 80 something pounds on my back. So I would do those. Push-ups are great. I think core strength, I think push-ups are unbelievable exercises. I do a lot of abdominal stuff because it's great for your internal organs. It supports your lower back. And also you look cute on the beach. So uh, it's harder as you get older. I mean, I hold body fat on my lower abdominals. So, I mean, that's that's where I hold it, my waist and my lower abdominals. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I think that core strength is is key as, as far as if, when you're talking about internal and, and cardio, I'm very mindful of that. I don't run because running, sorry, John, is terrible for your joints stop, and your bones. And I don't, I don't like it. I, I can't ride the bike thing. I just get bored doing the Peloton yep. thing. So for me, the walking is great. And the way that I lift weights, if you lift weights where you don't take a lot of rest in between sets and you keep your heart rate up, I always look at my Fitbit. I'm always in cardio. Yeah, I, I, say, I, I, go, I, I agree. Yeah, go I ahead. go after that runner's high because that's I, I was a runner for, for many years and that high was is a is a very addictive good good type type and so the only way that i could find it post-surgery was my doctor said you now can no longer run 
um, but you can swim. And I'm like, I'm a very good swimmer and I, I'm a big boater, but I cannot see myself three days a week doing laps in a pool. Like it's, and especially here in Florida when you're rained out. So the, the bike was the natural. And then I needed, you know, to go 40 miles on a bike ride takes, you know, hours versus, you know, 45 minutes of just being able to pound it out and to, to get to, to achieve that same goal. So I, I totally hear you. And it's all about what, what motivates us to get to where we want to be. I, I think and, everybody has to find their, their sweet spot. Like I was having a conversation with John's wife, Jackie, and she tries out all these different workouts in all these different gyms. And there's certain workouts, no, no offense to anybody. I'm just talking about me. There's certain workouts that just aren't for me. Like for me, you know, those, those HIIT gyms, I'm not going to say any names of any brands or any chains, but where you go and you're doing all these different things. I, I've seen a lot of injuries come from that. The, the workouts, th- there are some people that are incredible at the workouts where they're doing like the deadlifts and the, the, I, I get it, but I've seen, a, for me, those things would not work. I would get hurt. So you have to like, kind of, Maybe I'm unusual in the sense that I've been doing this for so long. It's kind of second nature for me. And for somebody who's just starting, it may not be. But I recommend that people kind of find what they enjoy. Because there's people that just say, I don't like working out. But they think of working out as one thing. They think of working out as running. And they hate running. I hate running. So if that was working out, I'd never do it. But maybe you would like lifting. Or maybe you would like biking. Or maybe you would like walking. Or swimming. Or or calisthenics. Or dance class. Or whatever you want to do. John does tap dancing classes three times a week. And, and clog. He does clog well, as well. Clogging? He does not. I can imagine. Well, I was cool, going to say... I, I was going to say a couple things to everything that you just said. First of all, thank you for not mentioning names. Because... You know, we're, we've ruined ourselves for sponsorship at the last show, so we're we're not name dropping things this time. Um, also, swimming, I really wanted to try, and I thought would because every everything I've ever read is like it's just such a it's supposed a to be complete, the best. It's a complete workout. It's easy on your joints. It's cardio. It's it's working your muscles. And I think I don't know how to swim. I, I learned uh, how to swim. We did find it out this weekend, John. I, and I want to confirm that that I asked John to do a float on his back, just like his uh, 22-month-year-old son can now do a per- oh, nearly perfect float. Um, John sunk like a rock. And I'm talking like a piece of lead going straight to the bottom. And so I taught him, unsuccessfully, by the way, so don't don't go think you now know how to swim. A little bit on how to float on his back. Well, Did you like hold him? Tyler. Did you like? I legitimately don't know how to float. Did I, you wait? Wait, wait, wait! I wasn't there. Did you like stand there and hold him, Matt? <laughs> I held his head like you would in an ISR class, and I'm like, Just now like do your flip. Son. Do your flip, and I flipped him, and. <laughs> He my son's just got a flailed. my son my son's got a pacifier in his mouth doing this like he's been floating for his entire life. And you, and you probably had a, you had a bottle of bourbon and you had a bottle of bourbon in your hand yeah, probably. When you exactly. Were doing yeah, and he's, he's flailing like a fish, <laughs> and I'm like, a to float. Like, look at your son. He's like calm, relaxed, like on the surface of the water. And you All right, you two, listen, breathing. listen. Muscle so, is yes, more no, than fat. I would highly recommend slow, that John. Think. John does not take in swimming until he John, has at least John a few is, ISR lessons under his belt. He is solid muscle, but well, you know what? I, well, for, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, you well, I, was just, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I thought the swimming thing would be a good idea. It turns out it's not so good of a workout. I actually hurt my neck more trying to thrash through the water. I do know how to swim, but clearly not efficiently like, like Matt can. Um, and you mentioned running and, and I know it's not a good, I know it's not good for me as far as like my joints and some of the neck issues I have, but there are some days where I've got the motivation to work out. Like I want to work out, but I am so tired 
and I have to just tell myself it's literally just one foot in front of the other. Just go. Right. And that's sometimes it's easier for me to do that than it is to like go in my garage and lift weights. I've got like a weight set in my garage. Um, but you also said something else I just, I wanted to get to, which was, you had talked about like taking medications and stuff. And like, that wasn't necessarily a goal of yours to have to be on a bunch of medications to regulate your body. Um, and I definitely think there's there, you know, food is better than medicine if you can help it. Um, talk a little bit about that. Like just yeah. a little bit about your, cause I, you're, you're always ever since like anytime we hang out, like I know you're focused on, you know, you, you don't eat sweets. You don't, you don't drink any alcohol. Um, you, you always try to put good food in your body. I think you limit red meat. Um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I, in full disclosure, the only medication that I'm on is I'm on a blood thinner because of the, the, the DVT that I had in my leg. It's been twice and I, I've got this peripheral vascular disease, which for those of you that don't know about that, I, just, I have really bad circulation in my legs, but I've been able to, you know, stave off leg swelling and other symptoms and all this kind of stuff. But I am on blood thinners, uh, because of that, that's the only medication prescription medication that I'm on. I do take supplements and I've done a lot of research. This might fall more into the, this is for guys, but for guys, testosterone is a big part of, of us, our ability to build muscle and, and all sorts of other types of health as it relates to men. I, I learned from a friend of mine who, you know, did some research as well, and he shared his research and then I went and did my own research, but I do take a couple of things. I, I, I do take vitamin B. I take a, a, a activated vitamin B complex um, and that's for energy, and that helps quite a bit. Full disclosure, I do probably uh, drink three or four cups of coffee a day. The research on that is back and forth. There's a lot of research that shows three to four or five, six co- cups of coffee a day is actually quite good for you. But for some people, they don't tolerate caffeine very well. Uh, it, it, there's been studies about Alzheimer's and cancer and all sorts of things. But I, that's probably my quote-unquote vice, if you even want to call it that. But I do drink coffee. I've re- I, I've read that like 100 to 400 milligrams a day is kind of the the zone to be in. Like if yep. you go over that, you're dangerous. But if you stay, and I I stay at two, I drink two cups of coffee a day. So I, I'm, I I'm that's a big pro- deal for me too. I'm probably extra with it. I I probably that's one of the things I've cut back coffee. I don't I try not to drink coffee after 3 p.m. I take um, fenugreek, um, f e n u g r e e k which is a natural supplement from an herb from a plant that that is there's some studies both back and forth that have shown it to be a, a testosterone boost and I'll get to that in a second and I take something called ashwagandha I don't know how to spell it but it is very popular in Vedic medicine um, ashwagandha is one of the most prescribed uh, herbs in in Vedic medicine if I'm I apologize if I'm saying it wrong it, it's it's you know been been around for quite a while it's, it helps with both anxiety and energy and testosterone. I take lycopene, uh, which there's studies that have shown that it's very helpful with uh, prostate cancer prevention. Mm-hmm. And um, I also take, let me see, is that it? Do you, that, do you still take, do you still do, um, I know at one point you were doing like a fish oil a day and you were also doing turmeric. Or oh yeah, I'm sorry. It. Thank you. Thanks for do the you reminder. Still do those? Yeah, I do turmeric, uh, and I you have to be careful that the turmeric also has uh, black pepper extract in it because that's help that helps you actually absorb the turmeric. But I do the take take turmeric supplements. I try to find a high quality one. It's very good for anti-inflammatory properties, which helps when you're working out as you're getting older. I I do have some arthritis just naturally from just being my age in my neck and my knees and my joints. I find that that's been super, super helpful for me, turmeric. So thank you. And I do I'll take- I'll second that. 
Well, yeah, yeah I, I would second that because I mean, you gave me that recommendation uh, last February or March when I had all my neck issues, and I've been taking it every day. So turmeric and fish oil together. Yep. Um, daily I do the krill. I do the krill. The krill oil. I think I take Big Red. I think what's called, but I take the krill Same. oil because it's more concentrated. There's again, you can find a study that argues oxygen is bad for you. Oxygen is good. I mean, like literally, you can make any argument for anything. I'm just sharing what has worked for me. Now, that being said, my blood labs all support low cholesterol, good cardiac health. My testosterone um, is about 800, 700 and something, 798 or something like that, which for my age is pretty decent. I just saw my urologist this week. We went over all my labs. My PSA is super low. And I find that that's been helpful. I am, look, I don't judge. People do what they got to do. If you've got a deficit or a problem that requires you to have to supplement as a man, testosterone, there's people that go to clinics and do that kind of stuff. I get it. Some people choose to take steroids. That's their business, not mine. Just something I would never do. I grew up in gyms. I used to manage a gym when I was a kid and it was one of my first real jobs. And I, I saw what steroids did to some people. I've seen people die. I you know, know of people that are on steroids you know, whose liver enzymes are disgusting and horrible and their testosterone is in the garbage and they, they have you know, all sorts of problems with other issues that, that I wouldn't want to have as a man. And for me, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it to, to have some vanity muscles and, and to do that. But no judge. I mean, if people want to do it, just like people sometimes want to equate steroids with plastic surgery. And I kind of disagree with that. And here's why. You, if your nose is a certain shape or you know, for a woman, let's say, if we talk about implants, you can't you can't work that out. You, you can't go to the gym and change your nose or go to the gym, you know? So it's a little bit different to me when people do this. Cause I've had, I've had, I still have a, a, a big nose. I don't have this like beautiful, perfect nose, but I had rhinoplastics. My nose was broken so many times. I think steroids, you're just, you, you just gotta be really, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't recommend it. I think it's horrible, but some people want to do it. I just said no judge. And then I said, it's horrible, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying for yeah, me, I yeah, wouldn't I do. do it. I found that there's more natural ways through diet, I, I eat a high protein. I, I do drink more water. That was John's influence, but Matt and I both know how we feel about drinking the Even though water you guys day. have resisted me about it. I drink, but no, I idea. drink more water. I just don't drink like a bathtub like you do every day. But um, I do drink more water. I eat a high protein diet. I eat, My typical diet, if, if you wanted to know what I eat on a regular day, is I do intermittent fasting. So I pretty much stop eating around 7-ish p.m. at the latest and then I try not to eat till noon, one o'clock. Yeah. I do fine with it. And then I usually eat organic eggs with organic butter or olive oil. Uh, and then I might have some turkey uh, or or some other leftover meat with some veggies for this dinner. Is why we I, called you a lean turkey in season. I know it's true. Season. And then for dinner, I'll eat well, chicken, red meat, fish, or I don't eat a lot of fish because I just don't like it. But I know I should eat more. I eat chicken, red meat, pork fish, usually organic with vegetables and, and some beans. So I'll do black beans. I, I love Tim Ferriss's slow carb kind of way of doing things so that beans are incorporated. I don't eat a lot of bread. I don't eat a lot of pasta or, or rice. However, I do allow a cheat day every week or so or every other week. Like yesterday, I eat a ton of pasta 
and meatballs and and I didn't have any dessert, but you know, I'll have a, a weekend where I'll chill out and I'll eat whatever I want to eat and maybe I'll gain two pounds on the scale. And then within four days of going back on it, I think allowing that cheat day and just the things that make you happy to eat, I think are okay for you. I, I, I'm not, I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. Um, and that's just a personal choice. Again, no judgment. I know you guys drink. I don't have a problem with it. I've just never developed a, a, a taste for it. For me, high protein, high vegetables, excuse me, a lot of water, managing my supplements has worked well. Some people don't tolerate high protein, but I, I guess I'm borderline carnivore, keto, slow carb, and then I throw in a cheat day or sometimes a cheat weekend where I don't go to, like I don't eat a whole cake, but I eat something. Like I'll have some sweets or I'll do this or I'll do that. And I think that just allows me to kind of reset my metabolism. And I find learning that from Tim Ferriss that when I do that, I find that afterwards, um, I've been staying right around the body weight that I'm at right now. I don't know my exact body fat percentage. I do want to do one of those um, water things where you weigh it, but having like the pincher tests and stuff, it, it was yeah. fairly low. I think it was, I don't remember, I don't know if it was 12 or 13%, but it was pretty decent for for my age and my 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 gender. I think this is, this is really good. This is great information. And again, um, well, even, even with like you had mentioned intermittent fasting, that's something that I've been trying to do. And not there's no like one size fits all diet that's necessarily right or no. wrong. I think people have to like adjust and figure out and learn like what is tailored to them, which you've done. And I did that with intermittent fasting. I tried for 12 hours and I'm the kind of person who would have to have a snack before bed and wake up the moment my eye, the moment my eyes were awake, I needed like eggs and bacon uh, every day. And you know, it's, that's changed. I did like a 20 hour fast, which was the longest I've ever Matt saw me. And I wasn't like a ravenous, like raging lunatic. I, like it was, but I had to grow to that. Like that, I couldn't just. You so know, do you're it when you were when you were doing the twenty four hour fasting. I know Matt was he sitting there with like a bowl of Captain Crunch, like making. Oh, fun of you? definitely. Were you yeah. being evil, Matt? <laughs> or were you being nice? Well, you know, I I mean, I I liked I and I agree with the fasting part of it, but I I was so focused on him sinking to the bottom of my pool <laughs> and having to do mouth to mouth resuscitation on him that I I I probably did do a little bit of eating in front of him. It was really hard to fast. <laughs> we were at a we're kid's at a, birthday we're party at a kid's, too. Yeah, we're at a kid's birthday pizza party. Pizza was for lunch. Oh. Cake was see, give it to I everybody. I just see Matt with like pizza in one hand and cake in the other going, John, you doing okay with the fasting? Fisting. And the cake was a blueberry cake, which was oh. really unique. And I was like, I've never had a blueberry cake before. So I'm, I'm of course, I'm pounding that. So <laughs> yeah, like he's telling me about his 20-hour fast good. and I'm stuffing my face with, with pizza and blueberry cake. That sounds freaking it, amazing. It looked really good. I asked him to just breathe it on me so I could smell it. But I And then everyone's like <laughs> drinking beers it. and enjoying it. I'm just I went know, salt bay on, on him and I just... I just sprinkled a little bit and let him. <laughs> there you go. Look, you know, you I think go. I think at the end of the day, for me, I, I first of all, thank you guys. I mean, I, the, when this came up as a topic, because I was a little hesitant, because I don't feel like I'm, you know, the poster boy for anything. I'm not. I don't think I'm the fittest well, person. But around, you've had but, no, but you okay? But I, I mean, and I know you. I know you feel that way. But you really are in great shape. And I think Matt's question was really important about like, um, not just you. You don't just physically look like you're in good shape. You're your blood pressure, the way you monitor your heart, all the different things that you're doing, like internally, which is a question that Matt had, like both internally and externally, you are in great shape. Yes, you've had like, you've had issues that I think are a result of aging. Like we all get those. You had them way early on and it was probably, you know, you're genetically predisposed mm -hmm. to having some spinal stuff, but you overcame that and you are in great shape. I think anybody would be fascinated to understand like, how do I, how do I look like that when I'm in my 
fifties. Heck, what, how do I look like that when I'm in my thirties or my? Well, 40s? and that was and that was something that I heard from this actor Frank Grillo. Um, he said it on his YouTube uh, or on a YouTube channel, and it, he didn't mean it in an arrogant way. But somebody said to him, who was in their twenties or thirties, "When I'm your age, I want to look like you." And his response, which sounds harsh. But he, it, it, he was being real, and he said, you know, and I thought, to, and, and Mr. Girl, if I misquote you, I apologize, but something along the lines of that he said, and I thought to myself, you don't look as fit as me now. What makes you think you're going to look like that? So it's in your 50s. So it, it's not something that you put off. And I think people just have a hard time. They rationalize, like, I don't have time, or it's I'm too busy. We're all busy, and we all, you know, but, you know, it's funny because... I've had some mentors that have had me like write down what I do from morning to night, you know, and I looked and I was like, I actually have a lot more time on my busiest day when I'm traveling back in the day when I would be traveling all over the place in hotels, like crazy. Even then, when I was really honest with myself, I was like, I did watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills today. So I could have put that off. Yes, I, I did. I do watch that show. Um, uh, so I could have put that off and and done, you know, a, a walk or, or on the treadmill in the hotel or done some push-ups and I didn't. So it's finding something because look, you're, you're, you're beings in different worlds. You're a physical being, a spiritual being, a mental being, a being, an emotional being. You're all of an intellectual being. You're all of these beings. You're all of these things. And you've got to find a way as a human being to be in all of those places and to take care of all those parts of who you are. You've got to find time for spiritual health. It's not just about being fit. It's not just about looking good. You've got to find time for feeling good about how you look and taking care of your physicality because that's that's your energy. You know, we've got two things that, that they're limited, time and energy. You've only got so much time on this earth and you only have so much energy in 24 hours. Don't care how fit you are. You can only do so much. And I, I think you've got to take care of your intellect. You know, John, you read, Matt, you read, I read, we watch documentaries. You've got to learn every day. And and I think you have to take care of your mental health. And, and your mental health could be that walk. It could be spending time with your kids or your family or meditating, which we didn't even cover. But I do try to meditate. I wish I meditated every day. I'm going to lie if I say I do. But I meditate almost every day. And sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 15. Sometimes it's 30. Sometimes it's one. But I try to do some kind of time where I still my mind and I think that helps me so much. At the end of the day, nobody is the perfect picture of anything. Everybody, you know, falls short in some way. The the cool thing about fitness or anything else is you can always start again. There are people that are on a sobriety journey that are listening to this who have, you know, felt like, you know, they were on their sobriety journey and then they used and from my friends who are on a sobriety journey, you know, it's all about, well, then the next day you start over again and it's one day at a time. And I think it's the same way with fitness or taking care of ourselves or being a good spouse or a significant other or a good friend or a good money manager or a good nurse or a good teacher is you have days where you go, crap, I did not give it a hundred percent today, but then there's always tomorrow. I always say, look, there are days where you can't give a hundred percent of anything, but maybe you can strive for 40%. I feel you get 50% for just showing up. That's 90%, which is a solid A minus. So good for you. Yeah, man. And what an awesome, awesome way for us to end our cast today is, is ending on that, that point, which is such an excellent one. Yeah, dude. Amen. I, there's like a lot to unpack even with that. And I want to do a separate show on meditation because I feel like there's, there's a lot to learn and listen, folks. um, There's a reason this guy has, 
over half a million followers on social media and hopefully you're hopefully you're following him because this is the type of stuff you get from hearing from him and we're uh, we're all better to know you man so now i do want to figure out let's do like a let's do like a pull-up challenge in our community because you're basically like mr olympia anyway so oh maybe there's gonna be a handicap to, though because i kind of feel yeah. like i kind of feel like I feel like you guys would might be able to smoke me on the number of pull-ups. I'd have to I I don't know how many I can do, but it would be John, we should cuz John's really muscular and light. Matt's very toned and 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 I don't know, I might we'll try it. We'll see what we, we do. We all have our it. own strengths. Like if we were combined into one person, we'd be the ultimate Hold on, if we're going to do then we should do one thing for each one of us. So like oh, it'll God. be like okay. a Peloton ride, a pull-up and what John pick like we'll do the uh, we'll John will do, do a float John will, John will do a fl- he'll John will do a float challenge. <laughs> yeah, John's got to swim. No, that needs to be one of your challenges because I will fail that challenge. But hey, so mine will be got like, like a, ha- a forty minute treading in the pool in the deepest of deep end, like where you can't in the ocean. That, like I no, know- let's do it in the ocean where like your life depends on it, like a yeah. Navy SEAL. All right, we should you come up with the a day- neighborhood Olympics. Five, you- six events. We all get to throw in two each. Okay. That, we're, that are our strengths, and then we have a month t- for us to basically train for the other four things because these are the two things we're good at. I like this. I like this. I'm in. Uh, all right, you, so you listen. You set the date, and I'm going to figure out how to float, sink, Here's the one thing I know that. about John. I will never bet against the guy because I've already no. done challenges with him, and he's willing to bury himself under the ground to win that challenge. He'll do so anything. He's going to beat us. He's going to beat us in everything. Like if I came up with like a, a bald head, a bald head challenge, he'd shave his head and look better than me. So, Hey, listen, well, you guys, a, a swim challenge versus in a bald, bald head challenge. There you go. John, you want us to bring us home? You want me to bring us yeah, home? You want no, Matt to bring I, us home? Let's do it. I appreciate you letting Matt and I um, kind of host the show today and get to interview. We flipped the script on the show but i think it was well worth it so god bless everybody thanks for listening and hanging out with us at above board and until next time rich is flexing his muscles and we're uh, we're out see you guys Love love you guys thanks for being here